You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Jared Lowe. <laughs> and I'm Seth. Sorry about that. We don't what stand we on the order we were going. Can I, what, which podcast are we doing? <laughs> the regular news one. Oh, yeah. Regular. All right. Well, you guys get it started. I'm going to go wash my feet. <laughs> Great. You don't have to announce it. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it live. <laughs> YouTube, yeah, live. Li- YouTube live. What you want to do? All right. Well, Cliff is winging his way to sunny Florida for a well-deserved Disney vacation, and leaving all the technical aspects up to us. So we hope this all works out. And filling in his shoes is Mr. Jared Lowe, the mayor. I'm happy to be here filling in for the man himself. So yeah, what what you want to get the last word on anything Disney? You know, since I'm in this chair, I feel like I've got to bring something Disney to the table. Uh, I was going to throw out there, uh, this was a few weeks ago, you guys did your musical moments, mm-hmm. and I know Cliff had, it was a very Disney-heavy list, and then we had Justin Lowe came in, he had all his Disney stuff, and I was like, you know what, I'll just have the last word. Yeah, it didn't throughout. really get settled between those no. two. So let's just settle it right now. <laughs> okay. okay, the three best Whatever musical. Whatever this is, this yeah. is this, <laughs> this is, is definitive. In stone. Yeah, this is last. So the three best musical moments in the Disney animated feature are number three, <laughs> the Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Okay. Okay. Number okay. two is uh, anything from the Moana soundtrack. We'll say how far I'll go. Moana. Okay, and then number one is obviously. I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. Okay, this is def- everyone knows this. I don't know where those guys were all over the place with their picks. So let's just <laughs> so that's settled now. I'd love to listen to that song while you yeah. chicken McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. That oh. sounds like a solid list to me. Yeah. Can't and no one it. could ever dispute it. No, no, because we've moved past it now. <laughs> right, we're beyond it. I feel like any more thoughts on it would be going taking it too far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's good. Um, Toys R Us is closing. This is a real quick thing here. We've yeah. found that out recently. Anybody sad? I I don't go in very often, but I I, I it hasn't been here forever, right? I mean, I remember when it's we got a Toys R Us. Really? When was that? I feel like it wasn't there at the mall when we were growing up, was it? I no, don't know. I, I'm not sure. No, but it's been there for. Or did a we long... just maybe mom never told us it was there? That's <laughs> more likely. You guys yeah. to go to Parkersburg. <laughs> yeah, it's like look, it's J.C. Penney's. That's the only place we can go in Parkersburg. I honestly don't know. I wish I would look that up, but it seems like it's been there for so long. Yeah, I just I don't remember shopping there when I was you know buying GI Joes and stuff of that age. Oh, yeah. So it, I remember it coming to our area a little later. So maybe I don't have the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like most people nowadays, I think we're all tend to do more shopping online. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, my wife and I, we 
don't go there very often, but you know, around Christmas time, we yeah. still go every year to Toys R Us. They sometimes have some good deals and stuff around Black Friday and stuff like that, where you can find a few things. Well, I used to work right beside it at Chi Chi's, and I would—I mean, I would could go over there yeah. on Black Friday mornings because I always had to work that morning, and I go in there and get—I mean, I went there. I mean, I don't know when they were open, but I remember always going there. And then when I had a kid, it was like. You know, going in there and it was like, you know, making your way through the store, go up the left, go up all the aisles and end up with your kid playing with Legos at the little table and just have a lot of memories of Toys R Us. And then when they redid it, it kind of lost some of that charm for me when they updated it. And, and But I'm going to miss Toys R Us. Just a, I still stop in there. I stopped in there today to see. I'm sure a lot of people have stopped lately to see. Is there some deals? You know, if they're closing, shouldn't there be deals? There's no deals. Okay. I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any any deals different than any other day. I'd not say there won't be, but so far it hasn't trickled down. This is very recent news. I feel like it's. I mean, I can't think of another comparable. I mean, I, you know, we can all see the writing on the wall. That this is where a lot of these things are going. What writing? That re what? What's happening to retail? <laughs> <laughs> You zone out during this moment, but I, you know, we're gonna like, be fine, right? I, I, you know, the only I think like the, all the bookstores that closed, you know, a handful of years ago, Barnes and Noble, Bookstore. that kind of thing. Yeah, I, man, I'm like rubbing salt in the wound right now. Um, but yeah, I can't. Is there another kind of you know, a retailer this big, this well known, this many stores that's just said nope, we're done? Like I, I feel like it's pretty I, significant. I feel like Kmart and Sears and like they're all, if not gone yeah. than going well i feel like you know a lot of those you've seen you know closing stores mm, here closing yeah. stores there so they've kind of done it slowly i think with toys r us it was kind of shocking because it's just like we're all but they're all what, closing from what i saw it had a lot to do with the people that bought them saddled them with a lot of debt and then they couldn't work their way out of it so it's just unfortunate that they caught the brunt of it i, I just hate to see it toys are fun i still like just just to go in and look at toys doesn't matter if i buy anything it's just fun to look at toys. And yes, obviously the internet is cheaper and more efficient and simpler on basically everything but comic books. But it's we we do lose something not you know not having a bookstore to go into or a, a circuit city to go into and look at mm -hmm. what new games or CDs are out or whatever. Like that was a it was a an experience that yeah. you don't get clicking through Amazon. Well, so kind I honestly thought a lot of this stuff was coming back. You know, these we got a bookstore again, and they're even Amazon is opening up brick and mortar stores now. So I felt like, oh, well, they're figuring out some people do actually like to go in and look, handle things, look at them. You know, I like to go in Jordan's shop and look and see what I'm going to buy online. Just really get a feel for it. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure and touch it all and leave it in the wrong place. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I just want to bring it up because that's a little sad piece of our area leaving. A lot going to bother a lot of people probably. So, what category you want to do first? Uh, start with some comics. Okay. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> I ran into Seth at the Classic Plastics Toy and Comic Expo a couple yeah, weeks back. Yeah, I saw uh, one of your boys yeah. there. Yeah, I took one of the nephews down. Uh, 
It was a two-day show this year at the Parkersburg Art Center. It's their fifth anniversary. Uh, Tony from Classic Plastics that has moved to the Grand Central Mall now. He is the guy who puts it on, does a really good job, brings in lots of vendors. Um, this year they brought back Timothy Clark, the guy who worked for the Henson Creature Shop back in the 80s. And they did a screening of the Dark Crystal at the Smoot Theater there Saturday night. It was and showing they, several places. Yeah, that so was one of those Fathom events. Yeah, yeah. But they had, uh, yeah, they had Timothy Clark there, and like the VIPs, there was a Q and A session. Like you could ask him questions about it, and uh, that, that's awesome. That's a super cool event. And the other big name they brought in was uh, Master Daniel Pacina, who was uh, one of the original the Mortal Kombat game. It was very revolutionary. They did the motion capture, yeah. like it looked like a real person, and he did a bunch of those characters. He was Johnny Cage. Sub Zero, Scorpion. He did the moves that the you know the camera captured. Mm-hmm. He pulled out the actual spines right. yes. to get them to do it. Okay, wow, that's pretty awesome. He pulled my spine out when I walked by the table. <laughs> that was an extra. That was an extra ten yeah. bucks, but totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. He signed my picture in my blood. <laughs> so yeah, brought in some some cool people. Uh, I found some bargains. I, I saw you had one major purchase. Yeah, I bought one one comic. It, it was. Uh, X-Men, I'm not even positive, 101? I think it was X-Men 101. It's the it's the Phoenix. You can walk out on the limb. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm taking I don't, I don't remember the yeah. number. I think it's 101, but it's the Jean Grey Phoenix coming up out of the water. Blue cover, just a classic cover. I've been collecting a lot of classic covers lately because I've been beating the drum for us to do a our top ten favorite comic covers and it's so not going to happen on an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we, maybe we'll have some video going on someday and do that because that, that's kind of the comics I'm collecting right now. I, and I, so that was my one special purchase. Nice. Yeah, I didn't spend a ton of money, but I realized, uh, well, first I had to tell my nephew, I said, now, when we walk through these doors, it is an illusion of how popular I am. Nowhere else on the planet will I go in and everyone's like, hey, Jordan, what's going on, man? But I was like, I'm going to know at least half the people in here and they're all going to want to talk to me. I was like, that's not real. Like, I'm not that cool in real Don't life. Don't get sucked yeah. into the excitement. <laughs> oh, he was floating on a cloud. He, he, I, I said, hey, Jordan. And he, he's like, stand back. Just... <laughs> He's, he's busy. He's looking at comics. He's yeah, I mean, when, I, when he got home, he was like, I want to own a comic store someday. I had to sit down. I said, no, son. No. That's a terrible idea. And this economic one. <laughs> we scared straight. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> but I realized the people I did buy from, I, I dug through the, the dollar bins from Comics and Kicks, which is the shop in St. Mary's, West them. Virginia. Uh, the young man was on our trivia show. Yeah, was a fan of the Red Hood, and he got a, he got a uh, he got a Jason Todd question. I remember it well. So I bought. He had a, a huge run of the Christopher Priest Black Panther books, yeah, two through thirty uh, something. I bought two through twenty because I'd never read it, and I always wanted to read it. Really? So I bought a big chunk of from him, and then walked a little further around, and I bought something from Corbin. The guy who was on our Spider-Man oh, Homecoming yeah, yeah. episode. Intern. So I literally only bought stuff from people who've been on the podcast. So <laughs> no, not let that be a lesson to you. Exactly. So if you want my money, you got to come we out. Soon, we'll soon be investing in the infrastructure of Lower Salem. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Corbin, uh, his company, CO Creations or Geek Room on YouTube is where yeah. you can find his stuff. So. 
yeah, there's lots of friendly faces. It's always a fun time to go down there. I like bringing the, the young nephew to see what he what yep. it, what piques his interest and yeah, what, what let draws me know him. The Black Panther's the best Marvel movie. <laughs> is that what he said? Uh, yeah, I was like, that is a great pick. <laughs> I can totally see it. Uh, I made a purchase today. I stopped down at my local comic book store, and I didn't just fingerprint up the merchandise. <laughs> After hearing this, oh my gosh, the <laughs> violins playing last podcast. <laughs> I was like, I better go down there and buy some of this guy before he rolls up the sidewalks. I feel that's an unintended benefit, but that's not what my intention was. <laughs> anyway, I pulled off. A, I was like, I want this absolute copy I've been looking at for the last couple years of uh, Identity Crisis. My the only DC book. The only you've DC ever read. book. <laughs> no, I have, I, have, I have some stuff, but that's that's my favorite. Uh, now, I, but I feel like when I've talked about this before, though, I don't get much feedback here. Is it, is there some sort of stain on Identity Crisis, or because I mean I love it. Do Michael's Michael's back here with a mouthful of stuff? Is it what's in my face? It's what, because it's so serious. Like all the other crises are like, yeah, I know. <laughs> or epic world spanning like worlds are dying and identity crisis is such a very personal story right that i mean it's i don't think that it should ever had crisis in the title well that's but, okay that's a pretty that's not a good reason it's because you're so you're saying you don't like because the expectations what you thought you were getting because of the name crisis you thought yeah you were, when you're when you i know what you're saying has anything to do with crisis crisis it's huge yeah and not to mention or yeah whatever anyway it's such a very personal story yeah it's very well done from a to b actually i think you're the one from a to b all the way (laughs) all the way way. everything in between (laughs) a to z aren't you guys glad i'm here (laughs) go on though but no i think you were the one that got me to check it out originally um, me being the, the DC head, but well, it's weird. I remember when it came out, and I'm not a DC guy. I said Crisis. I don't care. I didn't buy it off the shelves, right? Because I, to me, I wasn't interested. If it was like cool murder mystery, you know, character piece, I may have been more interested in it. I only bought it years later. Is this just for the newbie? Is this the Brad Metzler Elongated Man one? Yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. There I it have is. read that one. I you have read this? Yes. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. That's why I brought it. I always bring goodies in my bag here. <laughs> I was going to send you home with that. Yeah. I, I think part of it is the, the grimdark view of it, that it was, you know, blood and guts, and the character who committed the murders is like a Silver Age favorite yeah. that longtime fans didn't want to see turned into a bad guy. So... Well, There's a lot of little reasons people. If you haven't read like it, it, read it. I so I got home tonight and I finished Riverdale and then I watched. It. I mean, I, then I got broke it out and I was like, I'm reading the first issue, see if it's still. I mean, it's been a few years since I read it. Oh my gosh, that first issue is one of the best comic issues I've ever seen. Is that also not where they find out that they've wiped out the Teen Titans' memory of certain events? Is that tied into that? Or Dr. Light. Yes. Yeah. That's where... uh, We can't... I mean, I don't want to say... I'm trying to tell people to read it, but I don't want to say no spoilers. It's been freaking many years, but I just just love it. I love... 
I, lo I love it. There's, there's been many comics that have done, done this, but where it's like, okay, 30 minutes from now, and then now, you know, where it jumps around mm -hmm. in the story. It's got the different colors for who... I, I just wonder if this is one of the first ones really did that with different color captions for who was talking or thinking. Yeah. And the Rags Morales art is fantastic. I love some of the expressions just on their face. And and to go with, you know, knowing nothing... I didn't, you know, I knew these characters barely, other than the, you know, main five or six or whatever. The other ones I don't know anything about, but I didn't know anything about Ralph Dibney. But within a five pages, he's I love Ralph Dibney. You know, it's like it's just so good and it's so so funny and serious, and you're just like hanging moment to moment. What's it, gonna happen next? It kind of reminds me of Alan Moore's run on uh, Marvel Man. I don't yeah, know. I, in fact, really I can't cool. remember why I bought it originally because I picked it up when it came out. Could have been those Michael Turner covers that are. I probably all, was. All it, very probably, it probably was that Wonder Woman cover, like issue six, five or six, is a great cover. And it's just like, yeah, he. I'm sure that was it. Probably that and the hype about Brad. But I, I anyway, it gets my highest recommendation. I love that book, and I'm thrilled to have have the absolute edition. And keep Jordan open. <laughs> At a lovely bargain price. Yes, it was a <laughs> well, great deal. I've forgotten about the X Men Green Design by Ed Piscor. Did I do it right? I think so. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Well, I, I want to get it right because he liked my stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> On Instagram, I got the first two issues of Green Design, and I was very sad that. Did you tag him in it or something, or just. I think I tagged X-Men Green Design in it, okay. and he must have been following that. So. He's just constantly refreshing yeah. to see who's talking about it. <laughs> but This is the guy that did Hip Hop Family Tree, traced kind of the, the, the legacy of hip hop through the 80s in comic book form. Which, why do I not own that? I wondered that myself. But, <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, he's doing this epic spanning to the history of the X-Men start to present day, from what I understand. Mm. And two issues are out, and then it was so sad because on the last page, instead of in two weeks, it's like coming in 2018 or something. Mm. So I, I guess he's working on it right now. But this was a great deep dive into Marvel history and legacy. Like, if anyone is a huge Marvel fan, they should go read this book because it pulls information all the way going back to when the namer fought the human torch over new york city and they uh rationalized why people had a problem with mutants even like starting that far back uh but yeah it's drawn very well it's even got that iconic kind of retro feel to it with the the page coloring and design like go out read it yeah just a couple of comic things some uh stan lee news has been blown up here lately with the he's been battling pneumonia and we're not quite sure of his health status but a lot of creators have been coming out and tweeting and trying to raise awareness that he might not be surrounded by the best people at the yes. moment did you read that article i so? did yeah so uh, i believe the quote was picked apart by vultures so allegedly we don't know really but it's there's people who've come in his potentially final days 
who have come in. There's been real estate deals, wire transfers. There's been some loans taken out through his company's name that weren't really loans. So I even saw where that, like, the old Stan Lee Powell company was, like, trying to re-register his name. And I'm sure he has no clue on the business side what's happening. So it's... You know, obviously, we don't have any facts, but the, a lot of people in the industry are trying to shine a light on it right now, saying, "Pay attention to what's happening," because this old guy is being treated horribly at the moment. So, and they put out. Uh, I hadn't heard anything about that. Well, they they released the video on TMZ of him on a couch saying, "I'm doing okay, true believers," and it was it was hard to watch. He like battling pneumonia and very oh, hard to yeah. breathe. And it was basically, I said it felt almost like a hostage video yeah. where he's like, everything's great. I'm not in any trouble. And like, you don't know who put him up to that and who yeah. said, get out there and say you're fine. So I, again, I don't know any details. It's all alleged, but it just, it's really sad to see a guy that we all kind of idolize yeah. struggling like that. But on happier news, uh, at South by Southwest, they were throwing away red underwear into the crowd. Hashtag the trunks are back. You can, if you went to South by Southwest, Jim Lee was there and did a panel and they were throwing out like trunks and then boxer shorts with like the hashtag, the trunks are back written on the backside of them. So <laughs> trying to, with the yellow waistband, trying to hype people up for Superman or action 1000. Oh, did it work? Anybody care? I care. He jumped. <laughs> he he tried, He went to leave and he jumped right back in the seat. I was actually in, stopped in Jordan's store as well today, asking about Super or Action Comics one thousand. And when is that? April. Hmm. And did I see something about they're gonna let you? I don't know if you're gonna do it, but they're letting stores sell it on Tuesday. Yeah, they there's such hype around it. They're gonna do the midnight release like they've done a couple of times on the big things. Are you gonna do it? I, I doubt it. <laughs> Unless you guys want a podcast live at midnight. I don't know about that night, but we need yeah. to do another one of those sometime. As long as you're all wearing red underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll wear nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing it. Um, they also announced uh, in the immediate aftermath of Black Panther, uh, the artist Tom Bayland, Belland, uh, he, he did the kind of relationship comic True Story, Swear to God. He did the famous piece of art that had two young African-American kids looking up at the poster and saying, that's me. I'm sure we all saw that on social mm -hmm. media. He said it was shared over 10,000 times. And Marvel contacted him and turned that into a variant cover. So when Black Panther number one comes out, you can have that art on one of the covers that really touched people yeah. there and, and very immediately. Uh, the other thing, the Hulk is back. You picked that issue up today. I don't know if you read, read it, it yet. Yeah, but the cover kind of gives it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've there's weekly Avengers story that's been going on. They've been hinting that Hulk was coming back, and this last issue of Avengers is when he did, and he's now the Immortal Hulk. So I'm not giving away what that means, but it's a, a darker turn on the character, and uh, Banner is much less in control. So we're. Well, I was just talking about the the Hulk uh, the other day with my son, Jordan, because he's been watching all the Marvel movies in the order of this list. He's doing the Bucky? I think he is doing the Bucky, but he was he didn't know who Mr. Hyde was. And I said, well, you know 
Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde's, and he had never heard of those two people. I was like, did they not show you this in school? Like, like I was just befuddled. <laughs> so what, never... what class do they? <laughs> that was a recess day. <laughs> it's like, did you never learn about the great classics? <laughs> I was shocked and appalled. So I had to explain that that uh, the Hulk is kind of an amalgamation of the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and Frankenstein. And I was telling him the history of those characters. and um, Because he, he, he didn't understand on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who Hyde was. So, so we've had another couple... Uh, just a couple big issues that have come out lately. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, the last two storylines. Uh, Dan Slott is ending his run. I believe he is the longest tenured Spider-Man writer now in history. He started in issue 648 in 2010, and we're now to about 800. So he has written a ton of Spider-Man the last couple of years. And the story Threat Level Red was solicited as bringing Norman Osborn back. Well, the last time we saw him... Uh, Spider-Man had used technology to keep his goblin impulses in check, and he couldn't turn into the goblin, and he was wasn't insane anymore. And and the end of it, he pulls out a little vial containing a red symbiote, and he used the Carnage symbiote to like go in and eat all the nanobots that was keeping him. So the Green Goblin merged with Carnage, and people flipped out because no one knew it was I'm coming. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, there's a lot of Carnage fans, and he's not been around for a while. So that book skyrocketed on eBay. Nobody had enough of them. So that's what the Red Goblin is. So that is, yeah, Threat Level Red was the first storyline. And, <laughs> and now Go go Down Swinging just started, which is, yeah, the return of Norman Osborn. A crazy Norman Osborn trying to out-crazy the Carnage symbiote. So that's been pretty exciting here with Spider-Man. And Marvel's also doing the Infinity Countdown at the moment. The the Infinity Gems are back in continuity. Wolverine's got one. Uh, who else has got one? Ms. Marvel's got one. Uh, Super Scroll has got one. You get a gem. Yeah, everybody <laughs> gets it. Check on your seat, Jerry. <laughs> so with this uh, Infinity War movie coming, we're bringing the gems back, and everybody's fighting everybody for them. So... That's kind of what Marvel's going to be gearing toward here in the next couple months. Now, did anyone here collect the original Infinity Gauntlet? Not as it was coming out, but I bought it later. Like, I remember that on these stands. And it was cool. Yeah, I remember having it, selling it, and I just got to trade now. Uh, oh, I'm sure we'll talk about the trailer later, but yes. a lot of very familiar uh, moments from that oh. trailer. Uh, we also had Jim Henson's Labyrinth colon coronation from boom studios uh 12 issue series they're retelling the history of jareth the goblin king so it's a flashback you see him as a baby lost in the goblin realm where that's the whole thing if you're you know the goblins kidnap children and then if you're not rescued you become a goblin right am i remembering that sounds right the continuity right? so time. it's this is the story of jareth's mom trying to rescue him from the labyrinth like Jennifer Connelly did, but obviously she's going to fail at it. So it starts with him as an adult remembering back of the, you know, his origin. So uh, it's all, you know, Jim Henson approved. So if you're a fan of the Labyrinth and haven't uh, always wondered more about it, that's that's out now. And last one, Oblivion Song Number 1 by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. This is the Walking Dead writer, very famous 
gentleman. Heard of him. Uh, his new sci-fi story is basically, I think it was like a decade ago, a big chunk of Philadelphia just disappeared into another dimension. And no one knows why or what happened or where everyone went. And at the beginning, the government mounted rescue operations and sent people over to try and rescue people. And as the years have drug on, they've just given up because they weren't finding very many survivors. But there's one guy left who every day is making trips into this other dimension, trying to find survivors and very hard-headedly not giving up. And we learn a little bit about his backstory. So that is the next one from uh, Image Comics. That's their big push this year and, and Mr. Kirkman. Cool. Uh, let's do streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. I actually said streaming in my head. However, no right. one has said streaming. So I've been like, what a stupid idea. What have you been watching then if it's in your well, head? Well, that Joel McHale show that we all gave, gave up on. Yeah? It's actually gotten better. Okay. Fourth episode, he's got a stride. I actually laughed out loud to Whoa. my wife's dismay. Uh, <clears throat> your your wife hates your joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I may have made her mad at the moment. <laughs> I was laughing. So. Uh, but yeah, it it had that. It still has that same vibe of just like when it was on E. But it's they were all firing on all cylinders, and it's pretty good by the fourth episode. Hmm. I may check out an episode sometime again. I watched Cliff and I's favorite streaming show, Love. As nobody else has watched this. If you get ne- if you have Netflix, you have to watch what this show. What season is it on? There's only three seasons. Okay, I've watched the first two. Okay, well they just came out with the third season, and it's just very, very good. And anyway, um, I just there moment I really laughed at because it's just it's just showing like you know relationships but you're like okay here's the girl driving to they're gonna meet somewhere they've had two totally different days you know it's kind of what you bring to the moment but she she's driving there like listening to some upbeat music or whatever and the guy's leaving work and he's listening to it's just so me John Denver no he was <laughs> no he's listening to uh, a film podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that is so me. Don't have, let's not have any fun in the car. We're just gonna, just gonna digest more film news. You know, so I just thought that was so funny. Um, Cliff and I hadn't hadn't talked about. It. I assume he, I'm sure he gobbled it up too. But uh, it's just so good. And one of the best ideas ever. If there was a band that actually did this, I would go to their shows. But the guy has a band and has the whole time. But they rarely touch on it but he has a band that only plays they they it's all originals they write theme songs to movies without theme songs <laughs> and it is so good oh my gosh so this thing about sully <laughs> and just like you know you i like trying to figure out you know how quickly you can figure out what movie they're saying about what they said i didn't come to chuck a little <laughs> i came to chuck a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, anyway, watch Love. And there's more than one thing called Love on Netflix, so it's the funny one. <laughs> gotcha. Um, anybody watch Jessica Jones? It came out 
Okay. Well, you're probably doing all right if you haven't. M- Michael, did you watch any Jessica Jones yet? No. Uh, yeah. Have you? I-, I watched three episodes. That's probably good enough for me. I've heard uh, not so great things. It's not terrible, but it has the exact same problem I've complained about mm-hmm. every time. I look at it and see that there's 13 episodes and it is not happening. Yeah, it's too much. Eight episodes is what all these sh- series should be. Again, the beauty of Netflix is it does not have to be any certain length. So I was telling, we were talking about, uh, wasn't Defenders like eight episodes? Yes. That that seemed okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but I I was okay with that. Yeah, I think they should all be. But yeah, I finished it because it was eight episodes. And I like Jessica Jones season one. My big complaint with it is that it was, yeah, it was too much. And it was too much of just kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And my, she never had a case the entire 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit of procedural, like, would have been okay of, like, having her have a case for an episode and do something, you know, and in, in the background is I, the I serialization of her, the whole Kilgrave thing. But, like, why couldn't she have taken a couple cases? It was literally just the same thing for 13 hours. I, I totally agree. It, was, I, it, it needed that. It yeah. needed that. A couple short cases yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the middle of it. And I liked the first season. Yeah, I did. Overall, yeah. you know, David Tennant made it. Oh, yeah. You know, that was a good season. But that's the best season of any of these shows, you know, any of the Netflix superhero shows. Yeah, I am. I just I started Daredevil season two is where yeah. I am. But <laughs> I got I got halfway. Like the Punisher arc basically ends up about halfway. Yeah. And then Electra shows up. Well, I like I stopped because it felt like us, and I'm like, well, I'll get back to that. And it's been a month, and I haven't right. watched the next episode. So it's un- it's just it's too long. They're trying to. F- it's not like they're trying to do too much. They're just trying to stretch it out too far. They're and- pulling a Bendis with the TV shows. Basically. Deep anyway, compression. they. Kristen Ritter in some interview said she didn't expect a Defender season two. Like they're not planning on doing that. I did read where she got like. By doing her own stunts, she almost bit off her own tongue. Wow. She got jacked in the jaw when she was supposed to weave or whatever, and she didn't. Um, and she, I was reading an article about it, and she basically had bumps and bruises and just had to play through it. I think, well, I kind of, I saw some comments uh, the OJ made on Facebook, and he was saying that... Uh, I don't think he was too in love with it either. He watched had watched most of the season at the time, and and kind of the vibe I got, I got from the first season also. She's all she's they're going with this character of her as this tough dr- drinking. I don't even remember that so much from the comics. She was not totally out of control, just so rough. Yeah, she's too rough. I don't know. I mean, there's just been no growth or change. No, it's just, there is no yeah. change with her character ever. So anyway, I'm done. Three episodes was enough for me. <laughs> Seth doesn't like his women rough. There's too much good stuff to watch. And I, no, trust me, I like Kristen Ritter. <laughs> She's not the problem. <laughs> um, I did see that Annabella Shiora, I'm not sure how to say her last name. Remember, she was, you know, was in several movies years ago. She's going to play the... I guess a villainous in season two of Luke Cage. So, so you, I don't know whether anybody knows the name Rosalie Carbone. The Carbone crime family was introduced in Punisher, and anyway, she's going to be on Luke Cage. That's coming this summer. 
And does anybody else have any streaming? Is there anything new of Marvel that they're doing, or are they just going to keep doing sequels to the Defenders characters? Have they announced anything? Is that, a, is that, that Shade or something? Are you like... No, I, honestly, I'm just curious. <laughs> are you, doing are you guys original? doing anything else? Well, I mean, that if guy? Disney's doing their streaming on a different thing, I guess they wouldn't want to start new characters. Yeah, I, I highly doubt they're planning on doing anything else. They're going to lose all My of only streaming news is that peer pressure works. Oh. And I now can stream things. Yay. I was excoriated on the last episode and teased mercifully... <laughs> Mercilessly, <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> about how I can't DVR things, and I got to watch commercials, and I got to wait to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and my VCR only works. Welcome to the 20th century. <laughs> Analog man. I have signed up. I now have a high definition television. Hello, Dolores. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, very run. That's what I do. I dream, and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. And... <laughs> A DVR <laughs> that can record it its color TV, <laughs> and I have remote. it has a remote control <laughs> with many buttons on it, and I have uh, like streaming Wi-Fi capabilities and a Netflix password, and oh, I'm good to go. I will have more to say on streaming because awesome. I don't like being left behind. That's Ooh. Now you're gonna. So you have DVR. You can now record stuff. You can pause I, live. I record. Agents of Shield is being recorded right oh this second gosh. while we're sitting that's here. A, that's the wrong use for this. <laughs> yeah, I thought my very first ever <laughs> TV. Wow. So there's something about power and responsibility, Jordan. <laughs> now, did you go for the upgrade with the stars? I got free Showtime and free Netflix for a year. Can you get free HBO? I don't know. I haven't checked yet. You should have free... I signed up for it as well. <gasps> I can watch Westworld. But you should have free HBO, free Cinemax, and free Showtime for a year. However, I did sign up for the extra package of stars because Ash vs. Evil Dead Ooh. Season 3 is out. Now I'm all excited you're going to watch Westworld. Ooh. See, that's the, pr- the peer pressure Jared, I felt. Jared, did you watch Westworld? I watched like the first two episodes when I was getting it free for whatever reason, yeah. and then I didn't, I didn't see any after that. I ugh, that first season is magic. Uh, I really I can't wait for Jordan to freaking finish watching it. I don't so really we, need to. I yeah, heard, you I heard the podcast. podcast. <laughs> you didn't listen to him. Uh, I know better. Call my bluff. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't listen to him as you watch. I'll tell you that because I I wouldn't recommend anybody wa- listen to those episodes and watch because we spoiled the crap because <laughs> I didn't. We didn't know we were. We just happen to be right. So, and you'll bring it up any chance you get. Exactly. Uh, um, let's go on to TV. TV. We got there. Well, how we were just talking about having cable and stuff. Like I do too as well now, and I was super. <laughs> we're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was super excited Tuesday night. My wife turns on the flash, 
I no longer have to wait till the next day to watch everything. And now I can officially say, not everything is streaming. Oh, wow. Yeah, with my old dish, I didn't get CW. And this one I do, so I can be more yes. up on the CW show. However, Jeez. for some reason, the CW is not HD. Hmm. Whatever. I can't handle that. I'm strictly HD now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go back. Riverdale and standard <laughs> definition? Ugh. Well, we well, well, let's stay on Westworld here for a second because while we're talking TV, you were talking uh, South by Southwest and the red underwear. But uh, I saw, after you mentioned this, I saw another article saying this was the best thing any festival's ever yeah, done. The, they did a pop up, HBO did, which they've normally done Game of Thrones. But this year there's no Game of Thrones. So they did a, a Westworld pop up and they like bust people like 30 minutes outside of Austin because that's where. South by Southwest is film there's, there's real actual cowboys out there. And they took them to like, uh, I got the drip, you know, it's kind of a Brady Bunch ghost town <laughs> type thing, but they, it was pretty epic, I, I guess. They had, you know, upwards of 50, 60 actors, you know, acting like Western people, acting like robots, acting like, you know. The whole whole deal. You could go in. You know, you you got to go there through the robots acting like people or people acting like robots. <laughs> well, they're actors acting like robots. Robots acting, acting like, like you got it. And they they got to they got went there and got their black hat or white hat and went in and you could interact with you know these actors who you know I guess they really played the roles well. No matter what you did, it, it was fine. And they I mean you got to rape and murder. Them. <laughs> Is this Russia? Wow. <laughs> no, but they. But you can sit down at a table and play poker. The guy you're playing against might end up in a fight and then come sit back down and continue his game. And they all would like give you information, and you were trying to like figure out an overall story. It was. I mean, it's just promoting the show, but I guess they really had a good experience, and they got to see like. It, Something the story would take you to see behind the scenes into Delos and see them working on the robots, and it just sounds great. And it got me super excited for Batu or Bust <laughs> and uh, Disney doing this Star Wars experience. If this is an HBO pop up that people were that excited about, now that must fun much fun. Imagine what the heck they're doing in Disney. I wonder. Did you hear anything? Like, did they? film it all and stuff so like you know you'll get some blu-ray extra in the coming years of the behind the scenes of putting I, it together that, I kind saw of thing, some, that would be interesting that, w that would be yeah. i no, i didn't hear that but i saw some instagram videos okay. that people had took while they were there they got people yelling at them and <laughs> and stuff but they it sounded like a really good experience and i, I just i would love they can you oh i said you could kill people yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the, and uh, I saw a comment from Evan Rachel Wood talking about season two, and just saying that as they're you know filming, she had seen things like, oh my gosh, now things in season one that are right in front of your face, you don't know what it means for season two, and she's, I mean. I feel like I figured everything out. What what are you, what's she talking about? That was like directly to you. I know. Be like, That's hey, what people said. think you figured everything out. I wonder why out. she was yeah. looking right into the camera. <laughs> anyway, that excites me. So good. Come out and play. I'll let you do one. <laughs> uh, Clarissa explains it all. It's coming oh, back. Oh my gosh. I nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Whatever. Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, they called it a very fuller house. 
types thing where she's coming back now as an adult with her own kids returning as Clarissa Darling from the beloved Nickelodeon show from the 90s. Aww. This is my worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just say, like, I loved all the 80s nostalgia, and now we've got past that. Now it's the next generation, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't care about Clarissa. I I cared deeply about Clarissa. same age when she was very cute. What an empty show. Tell me one plot line. Oh, well, there's there was the one, one where she had to explain all this stuff <laughs> yeah, that exactly. was happening. She had an annoying brother. Ferguson was being annoying. The kid was coming in through the window. Going out. Yeah, we all. Well, <laughs> uh, that's it. He probably could. I don't know. Her brother. Yes, yes, the redheaded kid. Yeah. And apparently, there's some. The show creator wrote a novel or something years later. Talking about like you know in the future, and he was like in prison for like a, insider trading like a or something. Clear, oh, okay, no, no, no. It was like it was it was around the same time as Blossom. Uh, it's yeah, after Blossom. No, I I loved Melissa Joan Hart and or Clarissa. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Are the you nodding that he did or <laughs> no, both he did? did. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But, you know, we grew up watching Curse Explains It All, okay? And then we grew up. And all of a sudden, this guy is, like, into Sabrina, like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, what is this show? Is he, like, cats? No, wait, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can take her or leave her. She's become a little different in her later years. Well, she'll be attached to this, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, so she'll, it'll be exactly, like you said, it'll be Full House. She'll, it was, but it was like, it was smarter than a lot of these shows. You know, Full House, everyone loves, but it was very silly. This show, like, it tackled a few teen, oh, no. Silly. No, 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 no. <laughs> Was it like in Saved by the Bell and they did the caffeine pills? They didn't do, spe- like, it was, like, it, it would do things like that, but joke at them. Like, it would make fun of, of the more serious thing. Not terribly, but. Uh, I, can't, there. I can't describe it. It was the 90s, the man. It was the 90s. They were working on They were on another level, man. <laughs> he would explain it to us, but... I, I have to mention... I can't explain it all. <laughs> if, I'm not Clarence. <laughs> That's how I set you up. Uh, there's one thing I you mentioned Saved by the Bell and I, I guess technically this is under streaming so I'm going to pull my no that's fine switch, uh, I'll allow it here. But, time out uh, <laughs> whoa whoa he'll allow you the, there and I don't I think maybe it started on Funny or Die or something so maybe it's old news I don't know but my wife and I watched it this week and like cracked up the entire time it's called Zach Morris's Trash I don't know if you've seen I've it seen like, the, I've seen the icon yeah it's like a little it's like these little five it. minute like kind of shorts and they take an episode of Saved by the Bell, okay. probably a one that we all know and love, and it just like all very quickly like <laughs> runs through what, how and why Zach Morris is like the worst human that ever yeah. lived. And it's like, okay, to recap, Zach stuffed his friend in a locker, and it's like shows Screech is like probably causing you know spinal damage, and then it goes through, and it's like he manipulated this girl, he sexually assaulted this girl, he uh, you know fooled these nerds out of all their hard-earned money, he, and it's like goes through the whole plot line, and then it's just Zach Morris is trash is like the theme song, and it's incredibly funny. So if you're a fan of Saved by the Bell, I recommend you okay, watch that. that. Sounds good because yeah, it just quality recommendation. Yeah, it lays out like. All the ways that Zach Morris is the absolute worst. Where, where did you say it was? I feel like I saw it on Prime. Uh, I think it's on Prime. Yeah, yeah I saw. I've seen it. Yeah, right before we started recording, we were talking about T 
TV shows where we yeah, hate the main character. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah where the main yeah. character, like yeah. Riverdale, <coughs> is is the weakest link. So, yeah, yep. there's another example. Way to bring it around to something we didn't talk about on there. <laughs> I saw they, uh, some talk about Game of Thrones. You know, next year we're going to have the final season. But they were they had the table read for the final season, and they someone let out in an interview just saying how big of a deal it was. Everybody sat there. No one had got to read the script. Everybody was reading it, and and as you know, it was epically coming to its conclusion. You know, people a lot of people were dying. So spoiler, a lot of people are gonna. Not that that's any stretch. Game of Thrones. Everybody seems to die. So. Uh, and that they were so into it when it was over, they just all get applauded for like 15 minutes. They were just like how good they thought it was. So I love Game of Thrones. So excited. And, and they were talking about their spinoffs. There's going to be some sort of spinoff. If you've ever read any of the books, they talk about these other characters and adventures they were on. I'm sure there's like several different spinoffs that they're working on going to do whenever this show's over. But talking about the budget and like these episodes in the final season are going to each one there's going to be six and there'll be 15 million dollar episodes each one of them which is you know nobody does that but I'm sure that to they're not worried though about these spinoffs looking worse I mean you have to have them up to that par but because they won't pay they'll be like nobody actors so I'm sure that it won't be a big problem, but I'm I'm excited for that too. Did you watch Atlanta this week? Yes, I just watched it before we came here. That was a good episode. I'm enjoying this season. Yeah. yeah. At first, I wasn't sure about this. It's like uh, when he goes out with his girlfriend. He's got some money. Got a got a good check. Goes out with his girlfriend and trying to spend this money and the tribulations of being a African American and people trusting you with money and you know. What, it was, it was really good. I thought I'm sure some of these are are heightened. Oh yeah, for yeah. humor, but there's got to be a kernel of truth in these. Yeah. Of like, if this is what you a significant portion of the population has to go through on a daily basis, it's like, yeah. it was so good. And just being fleeced at the strip club was hilarious. Just <laughs> like, uh. anyway, that's that's still a good show. It's not my favorite show. I think it really gets a lot of critical acclaim. Maybe more than I, I think it kind of feels like they act like they're working at a level that and I don't. I'm like, really? Is it really this high bar that they're? And setting? I want more Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, is that the characters? Like he could be the whole show to me, and I would love it. But I, I think just getting a little taste of his craziness every episode is yeah. good enough. Yeah, it's good. Got anything else? Walking Dead. Oh, Walking Dead. I don't think I... I think I, I need, sat on fast forward. Yeah, I need someone to explain what happened at the end of the last episode. I just sat on fast forward. I watched it, but I didn't hear any dialogue, so I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I think we're... The guy got shot. Yeah, many people were shot. We're, uh, we've, we haven't talked about two episodes. In the, the first episode, the it was back to the dump and all those people. Yeah. And... For some reason, Rick needs these people. He just keeps going back there, like, "Oh, we gotta have them." Um, the same way they're doing with the people at the in the near the water, all the women and the, yeah. the they got the guns from. Like, I don't know, we can't leave them alone. We've got to get. I laughed so hard. They had uh, Aaron and 
Enid, the girl. Yeah. They I, went I there. Like zoned out during that. And role. he was like, "You've got to get back home. I'm gonna stay." And she's like, "Why?" And he's like. I just need to like he couldn't explain it, and then she and left. Even the script was just like, yeah, just forget him, just go. But if you if you have it saved, like go back and watch this scene because she leaves and he goes and walks around behind a tree and then like kneels down, and he's just staring. As it made me laugh so hard, like that was his idea of like staking the place out was like kneeling behind a tree and like just like, peeking around a tree. Like they were just all they barely got away without being killed. And they're like, I know, I'm going to stick around. They won't see me behind this yeah, tree. He doesn't climb a tree. He just steals it. <laughs> so then this last one, uh, Father Gabriel, who has been infected by all the zombie guts. Oh, really? He is getting the doctor out of the Savior's area and trying to prove to him that there's there's someone looking out for him and that there's a reason this is all happening and there's a reason they're together. And then at the end... Something bad happens, and the, I swear I thought the doctor grabbed the guy's gun and killed himself. And then I, I was I was watching uh, comic book men later and caught the last five minutes of the show, and yeah. I, I was like, wait, did he get killed or did he kill himself? And I was I like, th- I, I, was like I don't really care. Yeah, I interpreted it as he tried to grab the gun to, like, it was about, like, we're going to do this or whatever, and then the other guy shot him, and that's why he yelled, like, oh, you killed the doctor, you idiot. I don't know. Yeah, it was very... It was so shoddily directed that it didn't make very much yeah. sense. But uh, Yeah, so I I don't know. That Negan's new plan is to contaminate all the weapons with zombie guts. To attack I did people. I Lucille was covered in guts. To so. attack people, to inf- not just injure them, but infect them as well. So that's the next big... So that's comic How do you... I remember that. With zombie guts? If you get you know wound or something and you know or a zombie bites you, you turn into a zombie. So if you're so if somebody so hits if you, you get with something hit with a bat, with zombie yeah. guts, it's gonna or zombie blood and it'll infect. Yeah, trying to infect people is like a psychological thing of psychological warfare. I the thing that about and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but like the last couple episodes that they've done a lot of Negan stuff where he's like you know. We save people, kind of like doing that kind of stuff, and I, and I, that still drives me nuts. That Negan has been around now for like four years, and they've still f- just fundamentally failed to like do anything interesting with that concept of what the savers are. Like they'll mention it every once in a while, but like everything they've ever done is just show up and like kill people. And it's like there is a kernel of something interesting there, like you know. It's the concept of them like we'll protect you from all these things out here trying to kill you. You just have, you know it's about giving up your liberty for security, but like the show never even came close to like even yeah, trying this, to address that or make it that interesting. This last episode, he's like, "That's all we're trying to do is protect people." I'm like, "Since yeah, when?" Yeah, never like literally all they've ever done is just show up and shoot people and hit people with bats, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that 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 could have been an interesting story. To show up and say, like, no, no, this is the way the world is now. We protect you from all the bad things. Now you give us all your stuff and then have people say, you know what? That makes sense. I don't need I don't need liberty. I need security. So right. I'll go with you. 
And it's like they never even tried to explore. I don't know if the comic did that better, I, but like I don't, not they really. never tried to explore that concept. That to In fact, me, this is, is the best. This is the best explanation I've heard so far. <laughs> yeah, so that just drives me nuts. That anytime they're like, "Yeah, we're the seat," I was like, "No, you're not. You never." You just go around killing people, and that's all the show ever it's tried just, to make you. They're trying to scare people into staying yeah. in line. But for it's what? It's like they just made him like a dictator. I'm like, they should have, they're, they're like the mob, right? You're like paying them for protection. That's what it, they should have made them more like the mafia than just like a dictator who just kills people. Like, that would have been a more interesting thing for me. But this, at this point, it's like he's just been around for three years, and at some point, somebody's going to kill him, and we'll move on from there. And it's like, that's not as interest, interesting to me. So, I would say I, I am enjoying, like, Maggie, though, on the show. is about the only interesting thing happening with her kind of, like, struggles with leadership and what she's doing with all these prisoners. And, like, so that, to me, is one kind of saving grace of the watching the show now is that I, I am kind of interested. And in, I think she's doing good work on the show. And her character is, like, kind of growing into this leader position that she's never been in. And it's... At least something they're interesting they're doing. And that is comic related. Okay. I have a question about zombie guts again. Oh my <laughs> If you wash your feet really well, you're you won't be infected. Did it in Fear of the Walking Dead, didn't the sun like cover himself in like zombie well, they, yeah, that's but if you been, have to have an open wound or something. Well, they? like in the original Walking Dead, right at the beginning, they put on ponchos and covered. So that's also? been, yes. you know, online fans like, oh, why do they always walk around with zombie guts? Like that's been a constant. If that works, why don't they do it every time? So that this uh, Father Gabriel has been sick lately, and it was from doing that. They escaped. They escaped a horde by covering themselves, and he got really badly infected. So they've at least finally tried to answer, yeah, walking around with decaying flesh all over you would not solve all your problems. <laughs> 24 hours a day. Yeah. Movies. Save Martha. Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod. Under Ruth. Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> Guys, I got to finally watch Black Panther! Wow. What Sweet. month did that come out? I don't know. I'm lucky I got to see it. I took my son to see it. Did you like it? It's freaking sweet. Like... DC should be looking at it going, oh, is that how you do a Batman movie? Like, it, there's nothing wrong with that movie at all from A to B to C <laughs> oh, to wow. C. Man. Like, that was a good movie. <laughs> and the cast was awesome. I mean, it, it was... Making you excited for maybe some well, Infinity War? This is what made my son Jordan start watching it back from, because he's like, and then he saw the thing about the Infinity, so he's been doing all these movies, watching it all in fun oh, I saw somebody point out how insane that is to sit down to watch Black Panther, and there's a trailer for the next movie starring Black Panther. Like, like, yeah. These are happening so fast that you haven't even watched the movie, and, and you're already getting a teaser for the next appearance. Yeah, so we added a trailer too today, which didn't, you know, I mean, uh, you, you were saying there's some moments that stuck out to you. 
Yeah, I I kind of watched it with one eye covered. Yeah. Like yeah, I did not watch. It. I had heard that it wasn't too spoilery, and I didn't feel like it was too spoilery. It's if you wanted to break it down, like I talked to a customer this week who had obviously broken it down because he was trying to explain frame to me right which order mm. Thanos got the gems, how many gems he has, where he got them. How much and did he like, buy? I, <laughs> not enough, evidently. He didn't cross the threshold. Let's say. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, to me, I don't need to know those details. Like Thanos no. is here. That's all I need to know. So I didn't want to watch this trailer real in depth, but it did. Yeah, it didn't spoil anything. But it was it was a good taste of this is going to be huge. Yeah, it, and if and you've read again, if you've read Infinity Gauntlet, there are a few. Yeah, he talks about the snap of his fingers well, and that oh, kind of thing. That's what I heard in the trailer that I was like, it was something to the effect of the people of earth or something was going to get cut in half or something like that to affect and that is yeah. a complete throwback to mm-hmm. that and this this and is the, march 16th they, they 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 put the trailer out and tickets went on sale uh today for april 27th or whatever so i got my ticket and I remember many moons ago you saying you hoped a certain moment yeah, was involved. Yeah, yeah. And that that's one thing I wish I hadn't been in the trailer mm-hmm. of Captain America standing up to him. So Yep. I want there's there's that page. I mean you can see it and I just I hope there's at least a line or two in there that match up pretty good. But yeah, I'm excited for that. I I uh I can't wait. But yeah, I got my Michael, Michael told us how great IMAX was. I don't know if anybody remembers. King Kong Skull Island. I I saw Kong Skull Island and IMAX as well. I don't know if I ever. I've never heard that. Yeah. Did it make it a better movie? Uh, yes, because I was like, oh, that's pretty great. And then I look back and I'm like, it probably wasn't that great of a movie, but I was into it. Yeah, I didn't like <laughs> it. Because I've heard everyone that watched it not in IMAX. Like, well, I have never, as many movies as I've seen, I've never seen an IMAX movie. Because, one, they there's too many. Most of them are in 3D. I hate 3D. Um, so, anyway, I found some tickets on sale in Columbus that weekend. Good seats. IMAX 2D. I'm ready. I am right. psyched. If I'm ever going to do it, this is the movie. I want to see it as best as possible. That's it. That's a good one. I'm ready. And I heard um, Josh Brolin, that's playing Thanos, is also playing Cable in Deadpool 2. And evidently, it's going through some heavily reshoots. It's not getting... The- I, I, I've heard conflicting things of like, oh, test audiences hated it. And then they came out and said... Well, no, they just wanted to add more Domino and more Cable because they love those characters so much. So who knows what the true story is? But there's definitely reshoots. But you know what movie doesn't have reshoots? And that goes into the creator of Deadpool. I know this goes back to streaming, but suck it. Um, goes back to comes out swinging. <laughs> uh, Rob Liefeld, <laughs> who created Deadpool. He, he has had this resurgence from this movie that has remade his career. He has sold his whole extreme... Is he an artist now? On Sundays. <laughs> he sold all his extreme characters to Netflix. So now Netflix has uh, Mark Miller World, and they have all of Ron... Yeah, see, 
can do it twice. Rob Linefield is <laughs> the characters to play with in their sandbox. I don't usually crack that often, but my God. Um, <laughs> Michael and I each saw a movie separately. What did we see? What did we both see, Michael? See. Game night! Ah, oh, yes! I, I that Does that not sound like a movie I would watch? Game night. Had Seth written all over it. It's got Jason Bateman. Very, uh, very well casted. Very well acted. It's it, it was very enjoyable. I like I would recommend it to anybody to go see it just for a fun movie, you know. And like I pointed out, I immediately picked up on because I like a lot of electronic music. It has a complete electronic music soundtrack. It's really well done, and the composer of that also did the is it the Den of Thieves that had it's a recent movie. I think it's Den of Thieves. Uh, I don't know if that's it's something Thieves. Yeah, yeah you're you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, but anyway, it was good. Very, very enjoyable movie. I, um, and the part that you're talking about towards the end, where she's like, "Yay!" Oh no! I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like oh there was and there was a lot of references and stuff when she did the Pulp Fiction, yeah thing. They're standing in a bar. She's just nicely talking to Jason Bateman, and she takes a gun and turns around and does the fall. <laughs> All right, <laughs> she just said it's awesome. Okay, um, and I saw another movie. I went and saw Annihilation. Is it good? I would, I would, I wouldn't like recommend it to mm-hmm. only certain people. It's very serious sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's some hardcore sci-fi. And like it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is no game night. I it, I found this movie hard to kind of discern from mm. the trailers because like I think they did one kind of teaser trailer that was like it made it look real kind of like trippy psychological yeah. thing, and then they did another one where it looked like they were just fighting giant monsters, and it's like I don't know what this both. is or what it's supposed yeah. to be. I still don't know what it is. I I mean that's. Ex Machina director Alex Garland, so I was like psyched, yeah. and I'm you know, it doesn't live up to that for me. Uh, Natalie Portman was great, you know, but it's it, it had a lot of it had a real arrival arri- feel to it. I think I enjoyed Arrival better, but it was the just the same kind of plot. It's like something's here, you know, and she has to go. These group of women have to go interact with it and. It was it. It had a lot of good parts to it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you'll watch it someday, but it's not something you have to go to the theater to see. It's just very hardcore sci-fi. Um, well, we are halfway through March, and I will let you know I have not watched a single movie on oh. my poster in the month of March. So I, I was going to. I was slacker. so far ahead, and now I've fallen back. Well, I was going to ask you what you what you had watched because I started watching a bunch of. Alfred Hitchcock. I was just like, okay, well, you said you'd watch Rear Window, which is one of my favorite movies. And I was like, I'm gonna just try to watch pretty much everything. I've I can't even remember which ones I'd seen in the past, so I kind of was starting all the way back. I've watched like there's some rough stuff back there. You watch Dial M for Murder. That's my. Favorite. I own that. That's yeah, my favorite. I've seen that several times. That that's in my I'm sure top five Alfred Hitchcock 
But yeah, I have that. It says it's, it has a 3D capability, too, if you had a 3D TV. Like, I'm like, mm. dial in for murder. They, I don't even understand, but it apparently... It takes place on one room. Like, yeah, how, how I don't know, but it, I don't have a 3D TV anyway, but... I, that's the only reason I would want one because I want to see what this disc does. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great movie. I, if I remember, there was a uh, movie with Michael Douglas. Uh, yeah, they rem- uh, perfect, perfect murder. murder. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember watching that, and, and then going and watching Dial in for Murder, which is a superior movie. But I, I love it. But I've watched like Saboteur and Suspicion. Oh, Cary Grant. One, he's in like many, many Alfred Hitchcock movies, but there's there's some stuff back there that's not bad. But you can kind of see him developing into some of the bigger movies. But and I, I had a correction from when we did the February list, where I was talking about Intolerance, the movie made yes. in 1918, and I said one segment was set in Vichy, France, which is completely incorrect because that's World War Two that era. Twenty years after the movie, right. movie was made, correct? But okay. my brain, I was thinking the Medici family, and I said Vichy like an idiot. You what a idiot. faux pas! <laughs> but that was during the reign of Catherine de Medici in the 1500s. Obviously, that that was the era, and I I thought Medici and I said Vichy. So, oh. I, I, please stop tweeting about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can only apologize I mean, so the much. Comments on uh, that uh, mistake. Are there, we've had too many people calling for a stoning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I will I'll say one other thing happened. South by Southwest was uh, they premiered Ready Player One, which we're all scared to death to watch. <laughs> you know, whether it's going to be good or not, I, l- I like the book. Uh, you know, even though it's just a pop culture. B- I, I just finished the book a couple weeks ago. Jordan had given it to me, and that's why I've now read the book. Oh, yeah. so. But, and, you know, I read it before. All four of us in this room have read the same book. Wow. Well, crazy. I listened to it. Oh, oh. Listened to it. Uh, <laughs> same thing. That's good enough. That, that, that counts. That counts. No, no. We're no. not doing um, But, uh, so what do you think of it? I want uh, color. I mean, I was talking to Jordan the other day about it. It. I didn't hate it. It didn't blow me away. That that and, should be a blurb on the back. Yeah, but and we, you know, we were talking. It's you know, it's a lot of references for yes. just references' sake, which it's yeah. it's fun and it's okay. But it some yeah, hardcore detailing that yeah. kind of takes you out of the story yeah. sometimes. I would say, what hopes I have for the movie? Well, first off, I would say I, I, the premiere went really well. Yeah, I'd, I just saw some little blurb. On some who was not a fan of the book basically said like, well, the buzz is that maybe Spielberg turned something that wasn't very good into something yeah. worth something. Yeah. So that's kind of the buzz that I'm hearing. So I would say what what it, what you're saying, Michael, is a problem that's probably fixed by the movie, where he painstakingly explains each of these references, and in the movie they're just going to show it. Yeah. You'll just see it and see the reference. Yeah. Okay. I also have a feeling it's like, you know, it's going to be a lot more Back to the Future references rather than Dungeons and Dragons references. Yeah. Like, let's just oh, face it. That's, yeah. <laughs> and that's honestly, I have said before, to fully enjoy the book, you have to have been a Dungeons and Dragons fan. Like, I love that part of it. Because yeah. I have played Tomb of Horrors. You know, <laughs> I've been crushed by Tomb of Horrors. You can't win that module. And to hear him do that, that was so cool to me, you know. <laughs> I love that. And I was like, most people haven't done that. They don't know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. So, um, the uh, 
I, there's going to be things though in the book that they are not going to do in this movie because of the properties. There's like you said, there's no Star Wars. Yeah, I just saw the article yeah. today that no, Steven uh, Spielberg X-wing. couldn't get Star Wars license, so who who could use Star Wars? Right. So there's no no Star Wars. There's I'm pretty sure there's no Disney. There's no Marvel. So it's all WB. It's all WB. You know Warner Brothers stuff yeah. well, and a like, little bit of Universal because of him. And the Iron Giant. Yeah, um, I assume that's, that's replacing Ultraman. the yeah. Because yeah, like th- some of that stuff that's so obscure, where like mm-hmm. you know the people who like love this book are like, oh, that's that's my thing. Like you know, if it's Dungeons and Dragons or whatever it is, that's kind of why they connected to that book. But it's like that's you know, ninety nine percent of the movie going audience has no idea what well, Ultraman that, even right. is. Yeah, the, I don't even really know what Ultraman right. is. Uh, so it's like that doesn't Ultraman make sense. Ultraman is <laughs> Yeah. Well, the worst reaction possible for an audience would be to, here's a thing, and have half the audience say, well, what is that? What's that from? Like, if yeah. it's not instantly recognizable, you're not going to get that yeah. gasp. And I'm going for gasps. You're yeah. not going to you're not going to get that reaction that you're looking for. Yeah, you pull up in a DeLorean, everybody's like, oh, you yeah. know that that's what they're. Going oh, is that for. the robot from the thing? Or is that Japanese? Or is that the thing? Yeah, that's like, not gonna happen. If you're in my theater, you better not be whispering <laughs> stuff like that. I was telling Jordan the one thing about you know I, I, when I was reading through it a few weeks ago, I uh, I was just listening to some music or whatever, and you know it kept talking about you know specific Rush albums or whatever. So I'm like, hey man, I like Rush. I'll listen to some Rush. So I was like, put in twenty one twelve. I was like, yeah. listen to it as I was reading it. And I said it was funny because at one point I. Uh, so I was in a rush zone there. So I was listening to a few different albums. I was like, oh, I'll just listen to this random album. And I was flipping through, you know, reading, reading, reading. And all of a sudden, it, like, it, get, it references a specific song that I was listening to uh-huh. at that moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, rush, yeah. So well, I've told this before. I blew my son's mind because <laughs> I read the book. And I wrote down every reference that I cared about. Yeah. And then for three weeks, we listened to every song. We play, <laughs> nice. play, looked at old yeah. Joust videos and just everything. That's and I was good. like, here, read this book. Yeah. And he was like, his mind was uh, blown. Yeah, that's good. And I was like, so that was the ex- positive experience I got to share with him. That's why I was so high on the book. And I'm expecting to really enjoy them. I'm not expecting an Oscar movie. I'm expecting... St- some Spielberg magic. I, lo- I love Spielberg. Songs so. just rush on the soundtrack. That's right. No, if there better be that <laughs> that book is so rush heavy. Oh man. yeah. Anyway, looking forward to that. I was glad to hear some positive things about it. Uh, you know, also, you know, also, people come always talk about the uncanny valley and things. You're looking. You know, you've seen the previews now. All the animation yeah. and stuff. That shit. You know, shouldn't be like bother people as much because it's supposed to be this virtual well, reality that thing. yeah when i first kind of saw that i was like that looks weird but then you know it's like well it should look kind of weird right. so i think you're not it, supposed it to work, expect yeah. it to look real anyway we'll see anything else the only other news i I don't have any other star wars news but this kind of falls on star wars but i don't know if you, anyone saw the story I think it's like an extra on the Blu-ray. Maybe it's coming. Yeah, out I didn't. I wasn't sure if we were gonna bring it up, but yes, let's do it. Okay. Well, no, I just I saw a story that made me laugh that every time Laura Dern shot the blaster, she yeah. would go pew pew and make pew pew noises, and like the director couldn't. <laughs> there's, get a, there's a there's a there's a, gi- there's a the gif movie. of her. Yeah. You can see you her lips are going pew pew. Yeah. And and she was just like, well, yeah. what do you want me to do? I felt like I was in my room and I was yeah. playing Star Wars. So. Ryan Johnson <laughs> said she could not do it. I couldn't capture her not saying pew pew and. <laughs> I thought that was great. There's a there's an extra out. You can get it 
digitally now. By the time you hear this, you probably get the Blu-ray, and I plan on getting it because there's a feature-length documentary called "The Director and the Jedi" that's get you know people are talking about right now because people just were able to download it recently. But you know when they filmed this, they just said instead of doing like they did on Force Awakens, which is a very produced, you know showing you what they want to show you about how they did it because they were kind of nervous about what they were doing. Ryan was just like, whatever, they hired a documentarian film guy and they had cameras the whole time and he they, they were mic'd the whole time, everybody. So it's, a, it's supposed to be a real quality documentary about them making the movie and I can't, it's just, everybody seems to love it. I can't wait to see it, all the real natural behind the scenes stuff. So, yeah, I'll be buying that Blu-ray. That's it. Let's do it. We're going to get some hashtags. I wrote down some stuff. I have one little story. Oh, he's got a story. Since I was busy washing my feet earlier, I needed to tell you guys my harrowing story of how I survived the crashing of uh, my picture. I was... uh, (laughs) uh, I know I'm telling a story. I know I'm telling a story. Anyway, uh, there's this picture my wife wanted me to hang up in our kitchen, and I had been putting it off for a few days, and I finally got around to doing it. I think it was last Saturday. And I was standing... That doesn't sound like you. I know. I was standing on the chair, and the picture went to the left, and I tried to adjust the catch for the picture, and the chair went out from underneath me. As I saw my life flash before my eyes, because my head was going right through or right towards the stove, I leaped over the chair and instead just caught my big toe on the chair. (laughs) No, not your big toe. (laughs) So bad. I have been limping all week. I'm surprised my toe, I I thought my toenail was going to fall off, but it's been bruised and beaten to death and back like... My, my, it, it's just like my soul is in my big toe. I wondered why you were like really taking some serious casual foot washing in there, like yes. really uh, getting that's in there. That's how you came up with the idea for the flux capacitor. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All right. I, I don't know if I can beat the toast. Or <laughs> we got, I got algamation. These are all from Michael. Algamation. I like the algamation. <laughs> Red goblin. And heavily reshoots. I had Namer, the Submariner, <laughs> and A to B. <laughs> a to I B. I think it's got to be A to B. A to B. That's, that's it. Kapow, the pop culture podcast, everything you need to know from A to B. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> and as always, I am the most well-equipped, illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. You can find us on Twitter at The Kapow Podcast on Facebook or always www.youdownwithkpp.com I'm Jared Lowe. Thanks for having me. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.